Hello, everyone. I am Mariah Muhammad, a writer for Breakfast Healthcare. Thank you so much for joining me today as I speak with Jared Anzac, Chief Digital Officer of Sanford Health. Jared, it's so nice to meet you. How are you today? Doing very well, Mariah. Thank you for inviting me on the podcast. Absolutely. Well, to begin, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a bit more about your background? Absolutely. I had the privilege of joining Sanford Health earlier this year as the inaugural chief digital officer for the organization. So really the first time this role has existed in the history of the company. Uh, Sanford Health provides some of the most advanced healthcare services available to anyone, and we deliver them in what really is the largest rural geographic footprint in the entire country. So approximately two-thirds of the patients we serve uh, live in rural communities. More than one and a half million patients, almost a quarter million health plan members across a footprint that is about 250,000 square miles. So just for context, you can, you know, think of Texas sort of superimposed across the upper Midwest, and that's the footprint that Sanford Health um, covers. So as the largest rural health system in the U.S., you know, we have a really unique perspective and a distinctive set of challenges and opportunities, especially for, you know, a chief digital officer. Um, it was actually this emphasis on rural health that was one of the really compelling things that drew me to joining Sanford Health earlier this year. I was genuinely inspired by Sanford's mission orientation and commitment to underserved communities that otherwise would not have access to world-class care without their services. Mm -hmm. So with my role, I have the privilege of driving the vision and strategy and providing executive oversight for digital transformation initiatives across Sanford, which will help to accelerate the adoption and optimization of technology and tools that really aim to expand access to care and strengthen our workforce and create healthier communities. So prior to this role, um, I've spent more than a decade in the healthcare industry in a variety of technology and digital strategy oriented roles with a few different organizations, including Highmark Health, uh, Intermountain Healthcare, and Atrium Health. I've worked on the provider side, I've worked on the payer side, I've worked in roles that have focused on the clinician experience and the consumer experience. So I've kind of um, been able to experience a, a spectrum of different things uh, across the, the industry landscape. Every organization is structured you know, a little bit differently when it comes to digital. Some are a little more advanced and mature in certain areas and further behind in others, but I think all are on a, a very similar journey. I don't think anyone really has a, a perfect model that can be scaled across any market. Every organization is a little bit unique and has a different you know, set of core capabilities, a different technology stack, different market dynamics, different populations that they serve. And that creates, I think, both, you know, a really profound challenge and an exciting opportunity at the same time. Wow, that's amazing. And congratulations on being the first one in the role. That's awesome. Um, well, with those programs and initiatives you shared, what are you most excited about right now? That's a great question. I appreciate that. You know, one of the things that really excites me the most is the potential for digital and virtual technologies to bring modern urban care to rural America. You know, here in the upper Midwest, it's not uncommon for some of our patients to travel three to four hours just to get to the nearest doctor's office. And, you know, unfortunately for many people, that journey requires a huge sacrifice of time and resources, which can really become a barrier for people to get the care that they need in a timely manner. So, you know, we know that postponing preventive care can result in 
health complications and poor health outcomes. And so the potential for some of these virtual tools and digital experiences to bring care closer to home or even in the home can really be life-saving for people who live in these vulnerable communities. So, you know, in order to do that though, we at Sanford Health are really starting with a patient first approach. We need to really become hyper-focused on understanding their needs and the journey that they go through. And so we're exploring things like, you know, what are their underserved needs? What are their jobs to be done? What are the points of friction that they experience when they engage in their, in their healthcare experience? Um, what are their preferences and expectations? Do they have devices like smartphones or tablets or PCs with cameras? Do they have internet access through Wi-Fi or cellular connection? What does their digital literacy look like? Do they feel confident and comfortable downloading and registering or navigating a digital experience? And how might we remove barriers to make it easier for people to engage with healthcare through some of these technologies? I think once we understand you know, those problems and opportunities, we can then determine the best solutions to meet those needs and to make care more accessible and equitable. So as part of that vision, um, one of the things that's really compelling um, with Sanford is we've launched a, a $350 million virtual care initiative to transform healthcare for rural and underserved communities across the Midwest by significantly improving access to convenient, high quality care, regardless of where people live or regardless of what their zip code might be. In August, just last month, we broke ground on a virtual care center, which will feature dedicated clinician workspaces equipped with some of the latest telemedicine technologies to offer on-demand urgent care, behavioral health, primary care, and other uh, virtual care specialties. We think that you know, rural America is really uniquely positioned to be a place where innovation can thrive and new models for, for, for healthcare delivery can be delivered in partnership with our local communities. We're optimistic that we can solve some of healthcare's most you know, daunting challenges that organizations have struggled with, uh, with digital health and can establish a model for others to follow starting right here in rural America. Yeah, I absolutely love the patient first approach that you were speaking of. And to go more in depth about, you know, what you're preparing for in healthcare, in your professional opinion, what aspects of healthcare are primed for digital disruption? That's a really good question. Uh, you know, I think there are so many opportunities for digital disruption in healthcare, but, um, you know, I, I would probably narrow it down to two big categories. Uh, and that's the consumer experience and the caregiver experience. So, you know, one study a couple of years ago found that 50% of patients would leave their provider for a better digital experience. At the same time, another study found that between 44 to 54% of physicians experienced burnout. And this was pre-pandemic. So you can imagine that those, those problems have been exacerbated over the last few years when we've dealt with this unprecedented um, situation in the, in the, in the world. So I, I really think the potential for digital to improve both the consumer and the caregiver experience is enormous. You know, being able to improve that sacred moment between provider and patient is really what drives me and gets me out of bed every morning. I can't imagine, you know, a more important calling. So, you know, more specifically with the digital consumer experience, I think it's safe to say that healthcare generally lags behind a lot of other industries when it comes to digital sophistication. If I were to ask you or, or really anyone to name a really great digital experience, you know, what do you use on a, on a regular basis? You know, many people would mention things like Netflix for entertainment or Shopify for retail or Delta for traveling. 
but very few people would likely mention their health system's digital experience. Yet the patients that we serve are the same people who use things like Hulu or Amazon or their banking apps, and they expect the same level of digital sophistication with their healthcare experience. I think it's also worth noting that, you know, this digital native generation, you know, by digital native, I mean those who have grown up in the information age, really beginning with millennials, as, as that generation gets older and consumes more healthcare, there's going to be a shift in preferences and expectations that come with that. You know, younger generations are, are less likely to have a primary care provider or or use their PCP for some of those lower acuity care needs. Loyalty to a brand or to a company is less important than factors like convenience and cost uh, with this group. And so, you know, this is the generation that expects two-day shipping for most purchases, right? So easy access to healthcare that accommodates their schedule rather than the, the physician's calendar becomes a, a big factor on deciding where to seek care. Um, you know, I, I think great digital experiences make complex things simple, and healthcare can be very complex. And when I think of the importance of um, having a good experience, I go back to, to something I learned when I was in high school. One of the first jobs that I had was working as a server or a waiter at a local restaurant. And it was a really interesting crash course in customer service for a teenager. And the importance of the entire experience was something that really stuck with me. You know, as a server, my income from tips was really dependent on customers having a great experience. But it wasn't just the experience of taking an order and delivering food that mattered. Uh, you know, the experience included things like the wait time to be seated, the kitchen getting the order right, the you know, time it took to cook the food quickly, refilling beverages, the temperature of the food, the temperature of the atmosphere, the lighting, the ambiance, and about 100 other contributing factors. And I learned that you know, experience can really be a fickle thing. 99 things can go perfectly well, but if one thing is left off, uh, you know, it results, it results in a poor experience overall, which sometimes resulted in a poor tip. So it, it really made me appreciate the ecosystem of factors that go into meeting customers' needs and orchestrating the perfect experience. And I think that same principle uh, translates to creating a good digital experience. And that can be particularly challenging in a large, complex multifaceted integrated healthcare system. But the importance of having a thousand factors go well is no less important. You know, I think in healthcare, the stakes are incredibly high, right? The services we provide impact lives directly and we deal with some of the most vulnerable moments that we human beings can ever go through. And in those high stakes vulnerable moments where we are or, you know, our loved ones are experiencing illness, the slightest moment of friction is really exaggerated and amplified. And so, you know, I really view it as our privilege and opportunity to remove friction wherever possible. And digital is a really powerful mechanism where that can happen. I think, you know, stepping into the caregiver side, the caregiver experience, the opportunity to leverage digital tools to assist, augment, and automate workflows um, by enabling our workforce to operate at the top of their license or skill set is immense. You know, it's important to note that Digitization and digital transformation are not the same thing. And I think the rush to implement EMRs over the past 10 to 15 years really was primarily a digitization event. We took existing processes and workflows and we performed a, a sort of lift and shift into a new tool. And you know, sometimes when you take an inefficient process and you just digitize it, you've, you've just sort of swept the problem under the rug. 
Digital transformation, on the other hand, really addresses the people, the process, and the technology holistically. It doesn't just superimpose technology on top of existing labor-intensive processes, but really transforms the who, the what, and the how to create greater efficiencies and productivity. So I think, you know, as we focus on productivity with digital transformation, I think incredible results can happen. You know, digital transformation results in changing operating models and creating new revenue streams, defining new value chains, um, maybe pivoting the way that we do business. And, you know, that's a little bit of a culture change for traditional provider organizations. You know, shifting from managing digital assets with uh, a project orientation to more of a product mindset, uh, introducing concepts like human-centered design or design thinking, um, product management, objectives and key results, agile development. You know, those are, those are new concepts for a lot of traditional healthcare organizations. But I think it's important to, to note that our digital strategy is just as important to our caregivers as it is to our consumers. And, you know, sometimes we, are, we have this notion in healthcare that if we, if we focus on the patient, it comes at the expense of the clinician or vice versa. And, you know, I really think that that's a logical fallacy. I think there's plenty of win-win opportunities out there that can benefit both sides of the relationship simultaneously by effectively leveraging digital in meaningful ways. Thank you so much for sharing those examples. They made complete sense, truly. Um, and to conclude our conversation, I would love to ask you, what are the top challenges you're preparing for in the next two years? You know, that's a great question. I think, you know, one of the biggest challenges, you know, we're focusing on right now, and I think a lot of organizations are focusing on, is, you know, reinforcing and sustaining our workforce. And I, I imagine that that's going to continue on for the next couple of years. Um, you know, this is really central to our system's overarching strategy. You know, looking at Sanford Health specifically, you know, the vast majority of counties that um, are in our footprint are in the upper Midwest are actually federally designated provider shortage areas. Um, you know, across the country, fewer than 10% of physicians in the U.S. practice in rural communities. So, you know, going back to that virtual care initiative, you know, this will really serve as kind of the premier training ground to attract and retain and prepare medical students, residents, and nurses for this next generation of care delivery. And, you know, one of the things that this training will focus on is a particular emphasis on website manner, not just bedside manner, but website manner. You know, really specialized social skills that are not always well taught in medical schools. As you asked earlier about, you know, areas in healthcare that are primed for digital disruption, you know, the other thing that we're doing at Sanford is really actively leveraging digital tools and intelligent automation to enable and empower our workforce to be more productive and satisfied with, with their work. So, as one example, we're, we're currently using a technology that provides telesitting capabilities that augments our nursing workforce. So, nursing staff can monitor up to 12 patients at the same time instead of just one patient by using this technology. And just over the past 12 months, Sanford has leveraged about 63 devices to provide 196,000 hours of telesitting. So just being able to make our workforce more efficient um, by leveraging you know, some of these technologies. We're also looking at you know, an AI tool that uses optical temperature and other room sensors to proactively monitor patients and situations and alert staff when a, a situation or a risk arises that needs their attention. So, you know, applications could include things like 
patient fall risk or counting sponges and instruments in the OR, physical security and safety responses in our facilities. So there's lots of different applications where, you know, this technology could be used to help um, augment our staff and, and assist them in, in meaningful ways. We're looking at another tool too that um, uses artificial intelligence and robotic process automation to effectively capture patient-generated health information and integrate it directly into our EHR, you know, thereby really allowing our staff to work at the top of their license or the top of their skill set by minimizing the amount of data entry that they have to do. So they can really focus on the patient and they can really focus on the relationship and they can validate the information that's in the EMR rather than have to, to sit there at their keyboard and enter the information. Now, I think one of the other top challenges that we're really preparing for and focused on with, with our rural communities is addressing digital equity. So digital equity is a social determinant of health, and it looks at things like internet access, device availability, and digital literacy. And so we're really exploring ways where we can improve digital equity in our communities by removing or mitigating some of the physical, social, or intellectual obstacles that prevent engagement with some of these tools. So, you know, one example of that as, as you know, we're actively researching what internet access looks like across our rural geographic footprint, and we're creating heat maps to visualize where, you know, some of that uh, internet access broadband infrastructure is lacking the most. And then we're discussing partnerships with you know, different local internet service providers and other community resources to explore different ways of addressing some of these needs. So, um, you know, those are some of the things that I think we're, we're really focused on, and I think there's a lot of opportunity over the next two years to really, to really move the ball forward. Absolutely. Thank you so much for those final thoughts, Jared. That is all I have for you. So I want to thank you for speaking with me today. Great. Thank you very much, Ryan. It was a, it was a pleasure. Wonderful. And to hear more about Becker's Healthcare, please visit our website, beckershospitalreview.com.